The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by Alumni Ventures. Invest with confidence. Discover the power of venture investing with Alumni Ventures, America's largest venture firm for individual investors. Learn more at av.vc. LinkedIn News. Hey there, it's Dan Roth, LinkedIn's Editor-in-Chief. Welcome to This Is Quick, where we ask our This Is Working guests pointed questions about their own best practices. We heard from Jonathan Scott, and today we are hearing from the other half of the Property Brothers, Drew Scott. Other than your phone, what do you always have with you? Is there anything that you were like, all right, if I know that I have a big day ahead of me, I have to have this on me. Well, if the tricky thing is this kind of is my phone, but it's my, my Parker picks, I call them. So I what? My, my, our toddler's Parker. And I start my day, and, I, and on little breaks that we have during the day, I just kind of get a recharge. So Linda and my assistant, they kind of feed like pictures and videos to me through the day, and it's just sort of a little funny. It's almost like a reminder of what's important in life. That's great. Uh, when did you first know what you wanted to do, and what's your one piece of advice for someone who's trying to figure it out? Our dad was in the entertainment industry before we were born. He started as a stuntman, and he rode bucking horses, and he was an actor, and then an AD, and a second unit director. So he gave that up to be a dad, um, but he would he had connections would take us to set. And so when he would take us to set, we would see the actors on set. That got me charged, and I knew I wanted to I, I wanted to act, I wanted to direct. It grew into more than that. I just wanted to entertain, and I wanted to do things to make people laugh and have a good time. And so that's morphed into what we do now with hosting. I just love to be able to inspire people through entertaining television. There's so many people I talk to though, they're like, I don't know what I want to do. So is there anything though that you would, any kind of advice you would give them to know what is that moment? Put yourself in opportunities to try something new. If you don't know what your passion is, if, if you're not sure, or if you find you're just sticking to someone else's passion because it looks cool, they found success with something, so you want that. You're, you're never gonna find your own path, so kind of break away from just copying somebody else and try different things. You'll find a passion. If you're open to it, if you have that energy that you put out in the world to be open to something positive come back to you, you're gonna find your interest. What's one habit that you have to help you stay productive? Um, my, my habit is I, I stop the the little conversation in my head that, that's telling me not to do something or I don't have time for this or I shouldn't do this. Anytime I, th I think that I'm ignoring something that is sort of contradictory to what I, I say I want uh, or what I've sort of journaled that I want, I just jump in and do it. I stop making excuses. And that can be a little thing, like if there's somebody I should be calling to connect with that I, I haven't in a while, or it could be something larger like um, approaching someone for a partnership, something outside the box that's a, a bigger deal. Just stop making excuses. Do you keep a journal? Yeah, I mean, I'm not every day. My wife is every day, and she's amazing. She sort of taught me a little bit, but when we also kind of, we joint journal. I don't know if that's what you would call it. We have something that we, we do back and forth where it's sort of a journaling to each other. It's maybe it's like a love letter back and forth in a journal sort of a thing, but that, that's also part of how I stay on top of it. That's so cool. What's one thing that can derail your productivity? Taking on too many things. We have a lot of, especially being a face that people recognize, we're a household name. We have a lot of opportunities brought to us. People want to partner, a collab, whatever it might be. And if you take on everything, you're not going to be able to truly tackle anything. Who was your first mentor and what's something important you learned from them? I would say one of my first mentors, uh, Mr. Connor, he was a science teacher in school that um, I was 
really, you know, I was a solid student. I was doing well, but I had been misguided by our advisor for college when I needed to get into college. And uh, I thought I was going to be screwed. I didn't think I was going to get into the program that I wanted. I needed one more science and he cracked down with me and he studied every, you know, I think it was three, four times a week after school. He took an hour or two with me and I aced the exam and I got into my program. And his thing was, just because something hard has hit you, don't just give up and say, well, that's it, I can't do it. Just buckle down and do the work and you're gonna look back and realize you, you had it, so. That's awesome. Uh, someone shows up for a one-on-one -on -one with you, what drives you nuts? What makes you want to extend your time? Uh, I don't like my time being wasted. I get really agitated by if somebody's late and hasn't given a heads up, I mean, a simple text or a call. And if I'm gonna be late, I give a text or a call. I think it's just really disrespectful to anybody, family or friends or business, if you don't at least give a heads up and you're wasting someone's time. It gets a little frustrating when it's just, you can tell someone's a pre-recorded uh, message that they're delivering. I just want to have a natural conversation. I want to get to know a person. I want to get to know what's important to them. And then that's going to make them want to talk more. Any mistakes you have made or any mistake you've made along the way in your career that you now look at as a life lesson? I would say even before career, I, I was just thinking this this morning, actually. So when we were in high school, there were these two bullies in our school. And for whatever reason, I mean, Jonathan had a bit of a mouth on him, but for whatever reason, they did not like us, but they were jerks. Yeah. And they were just looking at it. They were a year older than us. They're always looking for a reason to bully. So I remember one day they came, we were in the, the locker room area and they started bullying us and pushing us. And they said, uh, I said to them, why do you pick on us? I don't understand why you pick on us. I'm like, because your brother has a big mouth. And so I turned to Jonathan and I punched him in the gut and I said, stop being an asshole. And I'm like, okay, you're gonna leave us alone. And then, uh, you know, they, they didn't. And I realized at that moment, I'm like, I just totally betrayed him for these people who were not nice people. And that to me was a nice reminder to be like, why would you ever do that? Why would you betray somebody you know and love because somebody else said something? So for one to, day when you least yeah. expect it, bam, punch <laughs> me, yeah. But that, that, that was a big lesson for me is to never jeopardize a relationship or someone you trust just because of hearsay or what somebody else says. Uh, is there one thing that you learned from someone you worked with that has changed your career and how'd you begin implementing it? I mean, I think, Working with Jonathan is another thing too, is yeah. being able to work with family. Everyone out there says, you can't work with family. That's the d recipe for disaster. You can, but you just have to have boundaries. You have to establish your boundaries. You have to be open and honest. And a big part of how we run our company too is transparency. There are certain things that if you just explain your reasoning behind something, your team, your employees, your execs will understand. Maybe not all of them will agree, but at least they understand where you're coming from. And so I think the more we've been more transparent with each other, we call it our no BS policy. There's no bullshit policy with between us. If there's ever an issue, we just get it out, we deal with it, we move on, and we relay that to our companies as well. Do you expect people to, if they have a problem, they reveal it instantly? It is like deal with it as soon as it happens? You know, yes, I like it. Like everybody knows me. I, I, I love an open book conversation. Understanding we're also the boss. So a lot of employees are not going to walk into the room and just say it as it is. I would love it if they did. So with us trying to establish that kind of a relationship with all of our team, I still understand we try and read between the lines. So what we really work hard on is to do everything we can to let the team know, even if it's something you think we don't want to hear, we want you to be honest with us. At the end of the day, that's what we want. And, and you're never going to be penalized for that honesty. And everyone's so worried about saying what's on their mind. Nine out of 10 times the response from the other party is better than you thought it was going to be. But they're so worried. And those little seeds of, of doubt or frustration, if they're kept in, they just grow into something bigger than no, it needs No, it's to the be. same in relationships. Relationships in business are very similar in many ways. You, you, a slight miscommunication can explode. If you just had the conversation in the first place, it would have alleviated all the stress. What was your biggest aha moment in your career so far? Um, I think one of the moments was 
very first day of filming Property Brothers. So we had never done TV before. I mean, we, we as an actor, I did some bit parts and some things, but we had never hosted a show. And they told us on day one, this is how these shows are. You're delivering the information and blah, blah, blah. And Jonathan and I were like, it's so boring. It was super boring what they were telling us to, to do on, like, it was very hosty. Of a, right. Come walk through this house. So I said to them, I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't want to be a difficult talent. I know it's our first day, but to the director, I said, is there any chance you'll let us, can we just do it our way? Can we just like, be ourselves and have fun with this for a minute? As and, an extra take. Yeah, as an extra take. And at first they said no. Then they said, well, we'll do it as a spare take, which you know means you're just going to, it's going to hit the editing room floor. Anyway, sure enough, they did show that to the network. And the network was like, there's something here because we we're just natural. We were funny. We were engaging and they loved it. That the head of HGTV, um, Kathleen Finch, said that our our show and the way we did it completely changed the way Home Garden Television was. Any design renovation shows were because we were real. We're no longer stuffy design using stuffy design terms. So that to me was an aha moment to realize that if we are just our true selves, it connects with people and they love it. And the more we can stay true to ourselves, the more it will affect people in a positive way. So when you're talk talking to talent now, my guess is that you are asking them to be themselves. Absolutely. And you know what, to be honest, it is really hard to find good talent that are very natural. There are a lot of great people who are good contractors or chefs. You know, we, we produce in all different genres, but it's really hard to find people that are comfortable in themselves. Um, but when you do find them, and even if they're inexperienced and you can shape that a bit, it can explode a brand. The easiest thing is people want to watch someone on TV that they want to grab a drink with or they want to grab a meal with. Like, that's what you want. You, you don't want to watch somebody who you're like, well, this person's boring. It's the same in business. When you're sitting across the table from somebody, they want to work with somebody they want to work with, period. That was Drew Scott of the Property Brothers. I thought it was so cool that what became the Property Brothers was just an extra thing they were doing. These guys were following the experts. They were told to act a certain way on camera. And they just said, can we do it our own way? It never should have happened. It happened because they insisted on that extra shot. They insisted on being themselves. Someone else saw the genius in it, and it became the Property Brothers. So tell me, is there a time where you have succeeded because you have insisted on being yourself? Let me know on LinkedIn using the hashtag ThisIsWorking. And if there's a question you want to hear in these candid conversations with guests, let me know that too. You can reach me at thisisworking at linkedin.com. Thanks to our team for putting this together. Nina and I will be back soon to bring you more great takeaways. Be well and stay curious.